So does anyone remember that in the last podcast episode, I mentioned that I would like to start sharing the short fictional stories I write? Well, if you do remember, welcome to the first in a hopefully long series. I'm so nervous, but very excited to be sharing this with you. So, yay! This is Waiting Day, a podcast hosted by Rachel Onwebo. story is called the siren still and i'm going to give you a backstory on sirens now everyone knows what a mermaid is right like think ariel in the little mermaid now sirens are like hmm, very distant cousins of the mermaids but very different according to my research mermaids are supposed to be kinder benevolent like they just want to swim around and have a good time sirens on the other hand they will kill you <laughs> they are the very deadly very monstrous ones they have spikes and they have barbs and they have like fangs they will kill you basically so now that you have the idea in your head let's get into this story um our story begins in the village of strain and we are going to be following our heroine ada ada's life on shore was coming to an end leaving ajulo's grave she finally let her tears fall her chest heaved with the crushing weight of her sadness I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. These words, like a mantra, were all the only things on her mind. She had failed Juno in a way that was unforgivable. She had broken her promise to him and she had failed to keep him safe. And now he was dead and she was running away like a coward. I'm sorry. When the last of the tears had fallen, she wiped the tears and snot from her face and opened the threadbare bag she had brought with her. Sitting on the floor, she uncocked the top of the wine bottle and poured some on the ground. And as an afterthought, she poured some more. I know you liked wine more than anything, she began, tracing her hands on the name she had carved out with a blunt stone. So I stole some wine from Sapa. You always said that he had the best winery in town. She smiled as she remembered all the times that she and Juno had snuck into the cellar to nick a wine bottle. They had almost been caught on more than one occasion. Strain has nothing more to offer me, so I am leaving tonight. Ada breathed deep, imagining that she could smell Juno in the air. The scent of palm nuts clung to him like a second skin thanks to all the time that he'd spent working with the local farmers, grinding nuts to make palm oil. Dembe agreed to let me on his boat as long as I paid my way by cooking and cleaning for them, Ada said. She took a swig of her wine, holding her breath as she did so because she could not stand the smell of the fermented concussion. Juno had always made fun of her for that. I know you would say that is dangerous, she continued speaking to Juno's gravestone, that sailors are not supposed to be trusted. But Juno, I have to leave this place. If I stay one second longer. She trailed off because the truth was that she felt like she would die, either by her own own hands or by grief. Sometimes it was like the whole of strain had been robbed of air and she could not breathe. Anyways, Ada continued, I have made up my mind. I would go to Abba and I would live out both of our dreams. Ada didn't even have to close her eyes to see the dream. She would have a little hut that was solely hers. She would earn a living by braiding the hair of the young girls in the village. She was one of the best hairdressers in strain and she was sure that she would excel anywhere she went. A simple life for a simple girl. If Juno were alive, they would both have lived simple lives. She would have pushed him to finally take his music seriously and they would live in a small hut where he would play for her each evening. But that life would have to be in another lifetime. She sat by Juno's grave till sunset, all the while humming the last song Juno had written her. She took one last look at her best friend's grave, 
before setting up for her future. It was dark by the time she got to the docks and Dembe and his crew were already on the ship. I was just about to leave without you, Dembe called out to her as she vaulted up the ramp. Ada smiled in gratitude as she looked around the ship. Dembe had always had a very kind soul. He lived a solitary life at the edge of the village, so no one really knew much about him, but he was the town's best fisherman and he always gave Ada odd jobs to do whenever she asked for them. She noticed that some of the crew would not hold her gaze and others would snap their fingers when they saw her, a gesture toward of bad luck, but this did not come as a surprise to her. In strain, women did not belong on the water. Women did not fish, did not own ships and certainly did not go on voyages by sea. You will have to give the rest of the crew some time to come around, Dembe was saying as he led her to the hold beneath. Cook will have something for you at first light and he would give you a schedule of your duties while you're on board. He opened the door to what Ada assumed would be her room and she stepped inside. The room was bare with the exception of a sleeping mat tucked away in the corner. This is where you'll sleep when you're on the ship and would arrive at Abba in three days. Any questions? Ada looked around her again. She could not believe that she was on a ship, on her way to start a new life in a city she had only heard stories about. No questions, Ada said, and then she took Dembe's hands. And I really appreciate you for doing this for me. No one else would have. She kissed both of his hands and smiled up at him. She had come to consider Dembe as a kind of father figure, and when the doctor's Abba, Ada wasn't sure that she would ever see him again. Dembe waved her off, moving towards the door. We can't all live, live our lives based on unfounded superstitions. Get some rest. There will be much work for you to do tomorrow. He stopped by the door and looked back at her. And Ada, don't go looking for trouble, he said before he left. Ada snorted as Dimby closed the door. The anticipation and all that wine had made her tired, so she bent to lay out the sleeping mat. As she lay down, eyes already drifting shut, she thought about Dimby's last words to her and how no one had ever considered that it was always trouble that came to find her. I'm going to pause here and say I totally relate because... Sometimes I just be on my own and people are like finding my trouble and I'm like, why? But anyways, back to the story. <laughs> a loud boom had Ada jolting awake and she scrambled to remember where she was and if she was still dreaming. There was a loud boom again. It was thunder and now she was wide awake. She could hear the hurried footsteps of people on the deck and shouting here and there. Another loud boom sounded, pushing Ada back against the wall and she deduced that there was a thunderstorm going on. She quickly stood up to go and offer help and was knocked back down immediately as the ships rocked violently. Groaning, Ada looked at her leg to see welts of blood where she had scraped her skin when she fell. She did not know anything about a ship or how to even begin to help in a thunderstorm. No one had come to get her and she reasoned that she might be in the way if she went out. Smart. Ada, went <laughs> Ada wondered if this was how she would die, scared, huddled in a corner and praying to all the gods that she knew to save them. She was thinking all of this when someone burst into her room. Ada scrambled to her feet, thinking all sorts of wild things before she recognized that the person was Dembe. This Ada is kind of slow. <laughs> you scared me to death, she scolded, breathing deeply. What's going on out there? Dembe had a look to him Ada had never seen before. His shirt was stuck to his body, probably a mix of water and sweat. His pants had been ripped haphazardly and he only had on one sandal. But it was the way that he was looking at her that made Ada worry. He was looking at her like he was working out a decision in his head. We need help upstairs. Come with me, Dembe said, and expecting her to follow, he turned and left. 
Ada shook up the feeling that she was having. Dimbi was the captain of a ship in the middle of a thunderstorm. Of course, he was out of sorts. When she got on deck, she got the feeling that something was wrong. The crew was standing around Dembe and she recognized the look in their eyes as malice. The current rocked the ship so violently that she had to hold onto the rails and the heavy pattering of the rain made it so that she had to raise her voice. So, how can I help? Ada shouted while she took a subtle self while she, while she took a subtle step back. She hoped that no one would notice. We've had a conversation amongst ourselves, Dembe said, taking a step forward. You see, in all my years as a seller on this route, I have never seen a storm like this. As if to highlight his points, there was a crack of thunder just then, and Ada used that to take another step back. Smart girl. I don't think this storm is going to let up anytime soon, Dimbe continued speaking. He was looking straight at her now with that look again, and Ada could hear the drum of her beat. The drum of her heart. <laughs> the drum of her beat. I'm so weak. Ada could hear the drum of her heart. The rain was making it hard to see or hear or think, and she had a feeling that something very bad was going to happen. I only did one thing differently this time, Dimbi continued speaking, and that was bringing you on board. I cursed my ship. At this point, Ada didn't care if anyone noticed her retreating. She had to run, so she turned, but turned smack into a burly man. She recognized him as the boatswain. Another pause here. When I was writing this story, I did so much research on like the crew of a ship and it was very amazing to me how many people were needed in a crew to actually get a ship working it's very crazy like that is amazing in a good way like i was like wow i didn't know all this but i digress back to the story she recognized the man as the boatswain someone had been calling out to him when she had boarded and now he stood before her with a length of rope in his hands he grabbed her hands and Ada grappled with him, kicking and scratching and cream, screaming for all it was worth. She found an opening and beat him hard enough for him to loosen his grip, but when she made to bolt, he knocked her across the face and she fell to the floor. She felt more hands on her as other crew members held her in place while her hands and feet were bound. The boatswain forced her up so that she was facing Dembe. I really tried to think of other solutions, but there were none. I need to save my crew, and that means you have to go, Dembe said. This Dembe, like, he's very evil. Anyways, Ada spat at his face as she should. <laughs> I thought I was a part of your crew, she screamed. I thought you said we can't live on unfounded superstitions, she screamed. Tears and snorts ran down her face as fear pounded in her veins. I'm going to die like this, Ada thought to herself, beaten and bound and scared. She would never go to Abba. Her surgeon started and ended at the sea. That was before this happened. I cannot risk it as a coincidence, Dembe said, sighing like he was the one hurt. I know you don't believe me, but I will carry the guilt of this till my last breath. I'm so sorry, Ada. And then she was falling, the silhouette from the ship's mast saying farewell and the cold hands of the sea embracing her. Ada struggled when she hit the water. She struggled to, to loosen her ropes, to breathe, to fight, but no one could beat the sea. Salt water got in her cuts, leaving a stinging pain everywhere. The storm raged overhead and she couldn't keep her eyes open. As Ada kept sinking, her fear turned into anger. She was dying for something that was not her fault. Someone she looked up to had made a fool of her and had dumped her into the sea. Ada couldn't forgive it. She wouldn't forgive it. She thought of Juno and the life that they could have lived together. Of her parents that died consecutively from a deadly illness when she was too young to even remember clearly. 
all her life, Ada had kept losing things and people, and now she was about to lose her life too. She raged against death, praying to all the gods she knew to save her. She wanted revenge on Dembe and she wanted revenge on his crew. She wanted revenge on all the other crews that had undoubtedly done this to women before her. She wanted... Ada kept fighting. She fought one last time. One last time, she kicked and she struggled with her ropes and some god must have been feeling very kind that day because suddenly she could breathe. Her legs, still bound, became streamlined with powerful flukes and a barbed stinger. Barbed fins sprung up on her spine and on the sides of her thighs with slit gills on the sides of her chest. With no effort, she snapped her hands free of the ropes that bound them to discover talons where her nails used to be. The only time she felt pain was when, her, when she felt her teeth lengthen till they became dagger-like points. A god had made her a siren and she knew what she had to do. When I was writing this, at this point, I was like cheering. I was like, oh my God, that's my girl, period. And I hope you're cheering too. Anyways, with a powerful beat of her tail, Ada was off. The sea parting for her like she ruled all of it. Guided by a preternatural sense, she located Dimbi's ship and swam towards it, only coming to the surface when it was within viewing distance. It was almost sunrise and the storm had abated by then, letting Ada know that it had been hours before she'd been thrown overboard as since she was sinking. Swimming closer to the ship, she circled it, marveling that not too long ago she had been tied up on that deck and offered as a sacrifice to calm a storm. Can you believe? Slowly, she started to croon. It was an old song, one of the first songs Juno had ever written her, and she had loved it since then. Her voice was husky from all the salt water that she had swallowed, and as she sang, more of the crew came to deck. It was like they were under a spell, her spell, as their eyes glossed over and they walked to the rail of the ship, their hands outstretched like they were trying to touch her. She kept her distance from them but kept singing, increasing the pitch of her voice till Dembe appeared and then she beckoned to them so that one by one they all threw themselves off the ship into the sea. It wasn't until she was dragging them to the bottom of the sea the first rays of sunlight finally breaking through, that the spell wore off and they started to beg. How they begged. They screamed and they tore and they fought. And all the men after them did the same thing too. And Ada never once listened. They all drowned at her feet. And that's the end of the story. Phew, I really hope you all enjoyed that story i loved it when i wrote it um i'm just not very confident with my storytelling abilities <laughs> to be very honest full disclosure when i recorded i probably recorded like seven times because i would record and delete and record again and delete because i wasn't comfortable with how my voice sounded or how the story was paced it was just always something but i'm just putting it out there i'm like you know what it's time let's put it out there and on that note i would really appreciate any and all feedback you can give me please 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 give me feedback i know i have room to improve with this so let me know what you want me to do with these stories do you want me to add effects like as i tell the stories do you want me to post commentary kind of like what i did with this last one because i was 
adding in comments like i wasn't the one that wrote the story which is funny but let me know what you want and i will be giving the people what they ask for and on another note please i want to shout out amaka Njoko. she's the one making all my beats all the background beats from this podcast she makes all of them i'm like i love the new sound the podcast has a whole new sound a whole new look i'm excited so thank you for tuning in all the time i really appreciate you and i will see you next time love you